This is Guy Sedell, bringing you stories from people with dirt. Stories from the good, shady, the honorable, and the bastards. I bring to you the Dirt Pod Podcast. Because we can agree metal sucks shit. Fuck you. Welcome to the Dirt Pod Podcast, episode 8. We're talking music again. Uh, we decided to make Marcus and Alan a permanent part of the podcast. However, today Alan is on his way back from Sturgis, probably all full of bugs in his teeth. Or did they, I don't know, do you know if he trailered his, his bike in? He like, took his wife. I think he, he was in a car, or uh, a truck. He was in the truck. Oh, uh, and they yeah. trailered it in? Pussies. Right, not, see? Not real bikers. If I was, if I was going to Sturgis, I'd be like, Get on the back, bitch. They were like they were like the next door neighbors of anarchy, <laughs> the stepsons of anarchy. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got a few topics today. We threw something out there uh, just on the internet of, of what, what do you want us to talk about? And Kim Chatterton, she pretty much gave us the whole the whole uh, this whole show, the whole podcast. Yeah. We already talked about first concerts in episodes past, concert experiences, stuff like that. Um, one thing that she did bring up that I thought was really cool: what. Did your parents' musical taste, did that have any influence on you guys at all? Mark's shaking his head. No. 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 I mean, my mom listened to a lot of great music that I didn't realize was great music until years later. I mean, my mom was Carpenters and Neil Diamond yeah, and stuff here. like that. But but clearly I was like, no, let's move the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't have those type of parents who were like, here's my... Here's my Led Zeppelin records. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, same, same here. Like, my dad had Cosby records. That's what got passed down. I to me. hated what my parents listened to right? growing up because my mom, my mom, my my old man's from Holland, so he didn't really listen to much music. He was a musician, but he didn't really like listen to much music. Mom listened to old school country. Hated it growing up. Grew up to love it. She listened to uh, mariachi music, Mexican music. Hated it. Love it now. She used to listen to also uh, the '50s doo wop shit. Hated it as a kid. Still hate it. Really? I, I you can't hate, do I hate that bullshit. The, at the at the bop prom. Uh-huh. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. I, I still hated it. What about you, Corky? Um, I didn't really have any. Uh, I, my, actually, my family, my cousin actually introduced me to like, you know, hard rock, like Motley Crue, you know, yeah. and and uh, the old school stuff, you know, the 80s yeah. rock. But my mom, I never saw her like <laughs> listening. She, she plays piano. She does all that stuff. But my dad, uh, he liked a lot of the old school country, mm-hmm. like the Tanya Tuckers. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember seeing that album cover of Ta- Tanya Tucker uh, with, uh, with I think it was called like... Live TNT at something? TNT. And she had like a fire, like a big old firecracker, like a big old uh, like dynamite, dynamite. dynamite behind her back with red leather uh, spandex. Oh, yeah. She was hot as so shit. She was hot. She so broke. Like, yeah. She was like 15. When she broke, so like even yeah. in like the eighties, she was barely in her twenties, right? And, and it seems she seems like she's so old, but she's really not. So yeah, but mostly mostly my family, cousins. Yeah, same here. My the, older brothers, music. my older brothers are my old, my youngest brother's twelve years older than me. Yeah. So yeah, they were all into the eighties butt rock. So I was huge into that. <laughs> right. Speaking of Motley Crue, yes. I got I got to bring this up. Uh, I went to the concert and I ran into you there. Yes. They started three hours late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, three yeah. hours late. Did you stay for the whole thing? Yeah. 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 I I was a trooper, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, Motley Crue's fault. It was I guess they were short handed help because. Mm-hmm. Lady Antebellum, Snooze, was in town. Right. Uh, Book of Mormon was in town. Um, what else was going on? Outdoor Other retailers. Yeah, yeah. So they were shorthanded, but I've seen crew eight or nine times. That was the best I've ever seen a play. Right, right. And it was worth the wait. Yeah, It's yeah. worth the wait. It was and, totally worth it. And I stayed I stayed till the end of the drum solo. I had to go. But what time did they end? At 1.15 or something, something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Like, and, and a lot of people left because tracks uh-huh. uh, shuts down at 12. Right. Right. And everyone's like, "Well, if I don't if I don't leave now, I'm not getting home." So, so a lot of, a lot of people had to bail. But it was fun. Yeah, it was way time. fun. Yes, it was the one to remember for sure. Yeah. So, so your parents weren't a huge uh, influence on your on your musical taste. Well, yeah, no. Well, they are, they were. My mom was was a piano teacher. I mean, I I, I learned from her how to play so you, piano. So you play piano? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I I dabble, nice. and then. Uh, she gave me my first saxophone, so I played saxophone in, in uh, junior high, all that stuff. So I have music from her, but my, my musical like bands and rock and whatever is from 
cousins influences and stuff like that so. i remember wanting to learn how to play the sax when i was in like sixth grade my old man's like you will never use that learn how to play guitar i'm like i don't want to learn how to play sax they teach me at school <laughs> he's like you'll never use your saxophone and then like a few years later i actually learned how to play guitar so i was like thanks pops yeah good advice thank you sir yeah <laughs> uh mark your old man didn't listen to, to much music listen to cosby well, my dad was, I mean, when my dad, <laughs> you've met my dad. Yeah. He's hes just a mellow white dude. My yeah. dad had like records like the Kingsman and, you know, like old. <laughs> the Kingston Trio? Yeah. That's who he had. Guys, yeah, that's that what That doesn't they, surprise like me at old, all. Like old, old folk duos mm -hmm. from the 60s. Um, you know, that was his college years, is the mid-60s. So he was into that when everybody else was into Hendrix and, and LSD and stuff. How did your old man avoid Nam? He's right at that age. Just I don't know. They probably he saw did it. something. They I saw know his he was record in... collection. It was like, we don't... <laughs> we, <laughs> sir, we don't, we don't want you to... He would try to share the message of Jesus Christ with the Viet Cong. <laughs> and uh, no, he, he just didn't. And my, well, I had some uncles that did some stuff. My dad was in the army. You know what? I don't really remember all that well. My childhood is a blur. <laughs> So was mine, right? Like, I mean, I remember certain things, but uh, but like those. Some people have like super specific memories of their childhood. And I like it. I just remember like little. Like yeah. If I had to write a biography, I'd be fucked. I can I can name the kids in my neighborhood who can fuck off because they were mean to me. Those people I remember. I, I can name those kids too, but I was probably one of them. Were you one of the mean kids? Oh. I, I was too small to be like a bully, but I was probably an asshole. I made a lot of fun, <laughs> talked a lot of shit. Had bigger friends. That was probably what got me in trouble, to be honest. <laughs> well, your mouth. Now, now that I'm thinking back, <laughs> now you're. Thinking it was back, probably you, my fault. You let's be fair. It. Another thing. Another thing that was in the, in the uh, Facebook questions. This is a good, really good question. What was the first album you bought with your own money? Like whether it be an album, a CD, tape, whatever. First one I bought with my own money. Yep. I remember buying the. T <laughs> oh God. I remember buying the <laughs> tapes for Cinderella and Europe. Oh wow, um, that's not bad. The the Final Countdown album, obviously, clearly the one Europe album, and then the Gypsy Rose yeah. album, Long Cold White, Winter. Long yeah. Cold Winter. I remember buying both of those, and I was I was like, I don't know, I would have been like ten. Or what? See, that was eighty eight. Yeah, so I'd have been eleven, twelve. Yeah. Yeah, that was about the first time, and then I and then I bought Easy E Easy Does It uh, in, when I was like a little later on. How'd Thirteen. You, how'd you pull that off? Did you have to have parental <laughs> a parent with you to buy that? I don't remember. <laughs> hey, Dad, how this I did is it. a trio. <laughs> this is the African American the folk singer. The Easy E's. <laughs> yes, they're pops. great. They're, uh, they <laughs> they take it easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I, easy listening. But no, that was those are the first, and I remember my dad um, wanted to. I, I snuck easy in the house, but I my dad wanted to know like what the music was about, so he made me play him the songs. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad listening to the final countdown, and I'm God, wow, I'm just remembering this this memory very clearly. I'm in my room, and I can hear my mom down the hall going, "Is it good, honey?" And my dad's going, "Yeah, it actually kind of sounds a little like classical music. It's got a and I and I just remember thinking, "Wow, this is inter yeah, that's not that's just the thing <laughs> I just remember my dad listening it. to Europe." <laughs> Uh, going, oh yeah, this is not it's fine, and I was like, oh, I need to find something better. And hence, yeah. Eze showed up a few months later. My, my dad likes this. I can't have it. Right? What is this? Can you can you cut and burn me a copy? Listen to me. Can you, can you run this on the reel to reel to another tape? <laughs> what about you, Corey? What was the first one you ever? The bought? The first one I ever bought was uh, Pyromania, Def Leppard. Oh, nice. And the first one that was ever given to me or that I got first tape ever was Pac Man Fever. Do you remember Whoa. that? Yeah. Remember that? Pac-Man fever? I think Corky might be older than we think. <laughs> I think Corky might be 58. He won't tell us his age. I don't say. I don't tell my age. But I think he's 58. But, uh, but yeah, so Def Leppard, Pyromania was my first one. I'm pretty proud of that. Right. Pretty proud of that that's, one. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good first yeah. purchase. Yeah, because my cousin signed me up for this uh, CD club or whatever. Or not, a tape club. Columbia House. Yes. We were talking about that last episode. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the ones I picked. Uh, out of the seven you get for free, and then you got to buy one. Right. I think I bought the, the Def Leppard one, of course. But yeah. I, yeah. Nice. Def Leppard. That's, that was before Def Leppard sucked. Yeah. 
Because Def Leppard like gets a bad rap. They're just known as the two step behind douchebags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Def Leppard was amazing. First three albums, which was on through the night, uh, High and Dry and Pyromania, mm-hmm. were solid, solid they were rock great, and roll records. Great, yes. And then they got the Hysteria, which was a little more commercial, more commercial. Arena. Probably it was still good yeah. arena rock. But pour some sugar on me. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, then they just totally went off the deep end. It was like, eh, I'm done with you guys. Yeah. Mine yeah. was Theater of Pain. Oh, wow. Yeah, first was tape the first I tape you bought? Yeah. 1980. Uh, that came out in 85, Five? but I bought yeah. it later. Yeah. I probably bought it like 88 or 89. But uh, the first CD, I remember the first CD I ever got was Metallica's Black Album. I got a CD player for Christmas, a little Walkman uh-huh. in 1991. And that was a big deal. Like like a CD Walkman back then was like three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got I got that. And then I get my first CD was uh, a Black Album by Metallica. It had just come out. Uh, and then after that, I saved my money and I bought. I remember buying Doctor Feelgood and a couple other Motley Crue albums. But yeah, I remember building my first CD collection. That was rad. Yeah, like yeah. sweet. I saved for a month. Now I'm gonna go buy a CD for fifteen dollars. You remember when the CDs came in the big long? Cardboard oh, yeah. boxes, yeah, the big tall, yeah, tall ass, so, and then they had to take the plastic off. And one all of my that. one of my yeah. first gigs ever was I worked at Media Play, and it was like '94, and so right when it was opening before that store, like I helped open that big store, the one on out on Redwood, and so like I was in there when it was just boxes, and they one of my jobs for a week in prep for that store was to stand there for eight hours and open open boxes, pull out CDs in those big cardboard mm-hmm. things, cut them open. Cut out the price tag, tape the price tag on the CD, and put it in a small CD case, and do it again. I uh, opened five hundred thousand CDs. It was the you had worst. to take them out of the cardboard. Take them out of it the, because they were in those big cardboard things, right, and they yeah. were going to the little plastic cases. Right. I remember. The- so I had to cut the cardboard open, take the CD out, take the price tag. You had to cut it off <laughs> with the thing, and then because it was on the outside of the cardboard right. thing, and then stick it on the CD, and then put it in a case. One. And then you did. That. I just remember that, mm-hmm. like, like eight hour shifts of that opening those stupid CD boxes. Well, now you, you know. Now you know how to open them because I could, I could never open them. <laughs> I worked at well, I worked at Media Play and then went to Musicland and then went to Sam Goody. And so I worked for that company for four years, four or five years. Remember Suncoast? I, yeah, I, it was the combo store in Fashion Place. I worked there in the mid nineties, ninety five. It was the greatest, like ninety five through ninety seven. I worked there. Copper Rivet was across the hall. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was the me- music planned Suncoast right. combo store. Yeah, and it was it was the greatest. That was my favorite <laughs> job ever, except when I worked at Movie Buffs and I worked the night shift, and uh, just that was debauchery. <laughs> I, I I always wanted because I live, I grew up in a small town, little helper. I my dream when I was like in junior high was to work in a mall. Because I'm like, there's gonna be chicks everywhere. Uh-huh. It, like- it was '90s malls were cool because that's where you went. Like, I remember going and hanging out at Cottonwood Mall because there was like restaurants and theaters. Yeah, and did. it was like the place that there's an arcade. You would go to the mall. Kids today don't realize that. Like, it used to be the coolest hangout. Like, yeah. it was just the place to go, and uh, the stores were better. Not everything looked like a fancy boutique that you couldn't. Like, everything just looked. Cool. I don't know. The mall was a big deal for me. Yeah. I said there wasn't a mall where I grew up, so I'd come to Salt Lake and spend a couple weeks with my cousins in the summer. We're going to the mall. Going to the mall was huge. You just hang out, and you didn't have. I didn't have a dollar. I didn't have any money, and I just walk around for hours, just being at the mall. I was happy as shit, hanging out. There's still not a mall where you come from. Danny's, no, Danny's brother is always like, "What are you doing? Well, we're going to Provo so we can have dinner." Yeah, <laughs> at the Olive Garden. Mar- you know what I mean? Mar- Marcus's wife is from the same same area I'm from. Oh. So yeah, it's. There's it's nothing down there. Yeah. You have to drive an hour to get to get to a shopping center. Yep. Mm. Provo's the closest like city center. Yeah, town center. Yeah. Uh, with the, with the mall. I mean, it's not like dirt roads and no, sheep. No, no, there's no. a Walmart and there's you know your fast food restaurants. Well, you gotta have stuff. a Walmart. Yeah, I mean, but uh, the town I'm from, Helper. Yeah. There's there's no stoplights. There's no chain restaurants. There's no like nothing. Like there's a gas two gas stations huh. and a couple of restaurants. Cool little town, but it's it's a yeah it, it is it's like um historic yeah it is old timey yeah and it's and you can't really do any because it's not like you're going to go in there and redo helper it kind of no. needs to stay how it is it's perfect yeah everything in helper looks like it did in the 1950s still yeah like you drive down main street you're like what the hell year is it but it's rad but yeah the mall the mall was the coolest hangout i always wanted to work in the mall i thought man that'd yeah. be rad. When, I, when i turn 18 i'm gonna move to salt lake and work in the mall that didn't happen 
thank God. <laughs> but I, rem- I remember, I mean, it was like, you, we had that whole wall of tape singles. Yeah. You know, like the top 20 billboards, mm-hmm. they were in the mm-hmm. tape singles and people would come in by, like, it's, it's just crazy. It's just, I remember like ordering, I, I worked there so early that I remember when we used to have to special order stuff on microfiche. What's that? Microfiche is, uh, it was like little tiny, you know, like, like old newspaper. When you see people in the movie and they're doing the thing at the library, scrolling through old newspapers that's on little tiny film and it's like on a big projector screen and it was like these little tiny sheets, uh, you know, like film, like, uh, like, like, like. Like the stuff you cellophane put, shit. Yeah, and you put it on this thing, and it would it would light it up from the bottom onto a screen, and you'd scroll through trying to find the skew number on the specific piece of microfiche to order the old album. We didn't even have a computer system when I started working there. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard. Did you grow up here, Corgi? No, I'm gro- I grew up in, in Sacramento, Sacramento, California. Yep. So cool place, and you 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 cool downgraded. Place. <laughs> 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 he stepped down. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about. Do you that. remember Mark? Do you Marcus? Do you remember the keyhole? In West End. Absolutely. The Keyhole was my favorite in, place. In, in Valley work. Fair Mall? Yeah. Oh, my God. The Keyhole. Are you shitting me? Right there in the food court. Yeah. Yeah, right by the exit doors. Oh, what was it? It was, it was like the head shop before head shops. Where it was like a metal head shop. You, they, they had like rock t-shirts, but they, had, uh, they also had like gags. Like fart spray. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was like Spencer's meets the heavy metal shop, but you could also buy like brass knuckles. And Chinese and stars. And Halloween shit. masks. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember. The keyhole, dude. Yeah, they had a booth, a <laughs> photo booth. You just blew my mind right now. I'm Googling the keyhole. It, it still what, exists. It's, still it's over by the oil stop on 3500 South and Redwood. Do they still sell the same stuff? I don't know, but there's a store called the keyhole. I think it's more of a, a, of a sex shop now. Well, that uh, makes that sense. Makes, yeah, that yeah sense. I, think I, I might I could not Google that now. Uh, <laughs> but I got this thing there one time. It was they had a photo booth, like a regular ass photo booth, but you get licenses printed. They had a million like, like uh, I got mine. It was licensed to fart. Oh, and, you, and they had your picture, and they had like licensed to to ski and and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Female body inspector. License. I remember that. <laughs> I think I used to. Didn't Ladies. they sell like they sold like garbage pail kids? Like they, yeah, were, dude. I just, yeah, that store, and there was another one in Murray. I don't know if you remember this one. Jobber's Odd Lot. Nope. You remember that one? Same type of thing. It was on like 1556th and like state-ish, and it was like this really cool store, and they sold a bunch of like gags and weird stuff, and I, I don't know. Now I'm huh. having flashbacks of just yeah. stuff that existed mm. when I was younger. Well, the Keyhole was like a place, every year uh, where, I, where I grew up, there's an annual festival called International Days. It was like a county fair, but it wasn't a county fair, but they had booths. And and every year the booths would have like keyhole stuff like fart spray and yeah. and and, uh, and those snaps and the and the yeah. hand buzzers and yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember saving money all summer just so I could go blow it at international days on dumb <laughs> shit like like chi- the Chinese finger cuffs. Oh man, and, yeah. And stink bombs. You remember those little glass mm-hmm. stink bombs? Yeah. That, that smelled the fucking worst of yeah. anything in the world. That's why I stopped making them. Yeah, they stunk for days. They ruined shit. Yeah, you would just you'd never get that smell out if you threw it at your friend. It's like yeah, I'll just throw the shirt away. Yeah, you're you're done. Uh, Holy, I can't believe you just reminded me of the keyhole, dude. <laughs> I remember one time I came up to stay with my cousins and my aunt took me there, and she gave me this was probably bleh, 89, 88, so I was eleven, and she gave me like five bucks, which to me was the most money I've ever seen in my life. To go there, and that's when I got the license to fart and a can of fart spray and Bart Simpson T-shirt or something. I mm-hmm. don't know, but but yeah, that was the the coolest place ever. <laughs> so Sacramento, you guys, yes. you guys had plenty of malls. We had tons of malls. Had, I, I came from I come from a small town called Woodland, and uh, we had a mall, but it was smaller than other malls. We would call it the small, of course, mm. and no one wanted to go there because it was so small. We wanted to go to the big mall, right? So. By the way, people, I, for, I forgot to give him a proper intro. Corky here is not just some dick bag off the street. <laughs> just walked in. Corky, <laughs> Corky is the host of the Salt Lake Soundcheck on K-Bear 101. Right, on Sunday nights, 8 to 9. He's, he's not just some prick we found at the gas station. Hey, you want to come talk on a podcast? Alan's not here, so guess get this guy right here. Yeah, hey, Alan's not here, that, that bald fucker. <laughs> He'll do. He'll do. <laughs> thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I remember buying. You're thinking of me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I Did saw you at the concert, and I was yeah. like, "That's perfect. Yeah, perfect, right?" Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, I remember cassette singles and CD singles, mm-hmm. which kind of 
that was kind of my intro into not buying whole albums. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing that kind of. Right. Because, um, yeah, when you're a teenager, you only got four or five bucks. I'm like, you know. Except the only problem is I usually didn't like the single they released. I like the deeper track that yeah. wasn't on a single. Right. So you got to take a chance and buy the album and see what you got. Do you yeah. Remember, do you remember CD import singles? Were you ever that guy? Like, I remember in, oh, yeah. you know, I was like a big CD collector. Mm-hmm. And you, I... I it was like in the '90s, what you did if you if you were a Nine Inch Nails fan, for example, it was like his. Uh, you'd hear like, "Oh, did you know that that Downward Spiral is actually like Halo Seven? And there's two singles that lead up to it, and then there's two singles like the March of the Pig EP that's like five remixes of that, and then there's one of Heresy, and it's like seven. <laughs> and so you were like, "Well, I got to get all the Halos," and so you'd go over to Graywell or whatever it was, and you'd you'd find these imports. I did the same thing with. Uh, Pearl Jam CD mm-hmm, singles because mm-hmm. it was the only way you could get like Dirty Frank or you could only get like the live yeah. version of Yellow this Yellow Ledbetter song. was never released. Yellow Ledbetter was the B-side of um, what? Something from the uh, the second album um, like Rearview Mirror or something. Like it was some some yeah and that's how you had to go do it and they were like sixteen ninety nine for a single that was imported from Germany. I had a shit ton of those. Yeah. Collect them all. Yeah. I had the import <laughs> yeah. version of Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger. It was like the Bad Motor Finger Psalms EP it. that was underneath it and it would like open up and fold out yeah. and it had a third it had yeah. a second disc under with all sorts of other stuff. Like it's crazy how much stuff there was out I, there. I, I had a Pantera one of those. I didn't collect like that, but I remember now that I think about it, I had a Pantera one which is a live track from Moscow of Domination mm-hmm. and Promo Concrete Sledge. Because P- Pantera used to release these videos home videos and they had these live performances of these two songs and it was such a killer performance. I was like, God, I wish I, I'd turn my TV up and just rock out. And then I found out that that recording was on a CD single and I ordered it from wherever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, now that you say that, I remember that. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. then, and then you'd have to find these like deep tracks somehow uh, from like some import from Germany. They weren't playing on the radio. You couldn't download them. You couldn't even look them up. You just knew they existed because someone mentioned it once it's crazy how how you had to you know and i think that that's why we loved music the way we did we discussed this before but it was like you really had to be a music fan to be a music fan you had to go out of your way you had to go to this you had to look you had to do research you really had to look to be a fan of your favorite there used to be a cd store in west valley um that specialized in in like rare shit called starbound records do you remember starbound it was on 35th yes i do now and, and <laughs> blowing your mind again. It's happening. It's way too early on a Sunday for my mind. It to was be just like blown. west of Red or no west of Banger, but uh, yeah, Starbound Records had all the like deep tracks. And my brother lived in a shitty apartment near Starbound, so I'd come up in the summer and just head to Starbound, and blow every penny I had on some stupid Kiss. I remember Kiss had a uh, some import bootleg, some sh- thing called Show Me Your Tits. <laughs> And I wanted that so bad, but they wouldn't sell it to me because I was 13 or whatever. But mm-hmm, they show, mm-hmm. And it showed a girl on the front with her boobs hanging out. So I didn't get that one. Dang it. But yeah, Starbound Records. That was a- Well, thank you, Starbound, for helping you save money. <laughs> on not- <laughs> oh, I blew it on something else. Okay. And helping you see boobs. Yeah, I saw boobs. I remember probably <laughs> whacking to that later. But uh, so yeah, first album. So how did we get off of that anyway? Uh. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. There's a lot of music. That I used to love, and now I hate. Like, I remember buying the first Godsmack album <laughs> and losing my shit. Yeah, loved right. it, loved it. How great they were. Yeah. I can't stand that band now. Do you mm-hmm. guys have any of those bands that you loved and then just like, for whatever, and, and I don't know what happened. Like, they didn't change. Right, Godsmack's one of those for me, too. I loved Godsmack. I saw them when they came to the Zephyr Club in 99, when they were nothing yet. Right. And then they, then they blew up right afterwards. But yeah. uh, I can't think of any bands right now that I that, that are like that for me, except for Godsmack. Creed. I, li- I, bought, <laughs> I bought the first Creed record and actually liked it. Yeah. Not for long. But then but then after they blew up, I was like, oh, these guys are garbage. You know, I mean, aside from guys like, I mean, Creed, whatever. But, I mean, to be fair, like, I've never really been a fanatic about anybody that I I got over. Even people that I was like, you know... I can still find enjoyment in a disturbed song once in a while yeah. or something. I, I, I really liked corn in high school and I can still go back and listen to corn. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, even as a kid, there's really nothing, even the, like the cheesy rap I liked. 
and boys to men and Jodeci and Silk. I was big I've, into I've that. I've spent enough That's time with you. I, I was into. You know, you know the deep cuts of like shitty early nineties. I know all that shit. You, High five, shy. I love the way <laughs> you, kiss you kiss me when we're playing the kissing game. Oh man, all that shit. A B A B C B B D, the East Coast family. Uh, Motown Philly back again. I had I bought a, a another bad creation ABC's album that had that mo- Aisha, yeah. Why don't you? Because t- I mean that was just that was just new edition reinvented, right. and I loved new edition, and I mean I loved I went through that whole thing when I was in seventh grade. I wanted my hair cut like Bobby Brown. I was like <laughs> the, 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 the Gumby, and I I loved Bobby Brown. Like I was I was a thirteen year old white kid living yeah. in Utah. But I was sold. Like, I was like, Tenderone. I was in my room singing that, like, oh, meeting yeah. the shit out of Did it. Did you ever get into Color Me Bad? Loved Color Me Bad. <laughs> Color Me Bad, yeah. <laughs> Loved that bad. album. That album I'm was gonna, great. I'm going to download sweat. Mia Moore the minute we leave here. I adore <laughs> Mia Moore. Yep. I know. God I'll damn let, it. Now i got to download. <laughs> even Millie Vanilli. I still have that. I still have those albums. I have, and I'm going to miss you on my phone. Listenable. They're still. So, no, I don't. Don't think that I'm an apologist about anything that I really loved. Uh, I'm not know. an apologist, but there's some mm-hmm. like those things. I I have most of those on sure. my iPod. But like now, you wouldn't catch me listening to Godsmack when I used to love Godsmack. Mm-hmm. But is that because that there was like they you kind of realize as you step away from things and you get perspective that you're like, oh, these guys meant it, and these guys were. Followers. I, I think maybe also is like I listen to Godsmack now, and everything's. Me, you, I, your, me, uh, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> They're really juvenile, shitty lyrics. And when I was when I was nineteen or whatever, mm-hmm. fine. But as a twenty five year old, or even now a thirty seven year old, I'm not going to listen to a song that says "You, you crying like a bitch." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was it was childish. It's fake angst. Um, also, I always it always bugged me that they they named themselves after an Alice in Chains mm-hmm. song, yeah. and like mm-hmm. that they and they ripped that sound mm-hmm. off. They dropped that, de- and it was just it was it was it was so derivative that it was like it was it was almost like a joke. And I'm not yeah. saying anything bad. Look, if you like Godsmack out there, fine. You're wrong, but you're fine. <laughs> it's, it's all right. And I mean, they're not a bad band. They, no. They've obviously clearly still around yep. doing stuff. So it's a it's an opinion. However, it's derivative. It's very, very. It's, it's it all, only exists because other things exist, and I think that's one of the biggest problems. Is like, there's certain bands you go, that band would, would fucking exist. I mean, they found there's influences, sure. Like, uh, you know, they listen to this and this and this and this and this, and then found a way. But then there's other bands you go, well, you clearly just listened to Dirt and went, let's make that sound. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not like a lyric snob. I'm not one of those guys that has, it has to be deep dear, lyrics, man. That's everything right. has to be tool. But I hate terrible lyrics. Right. As, aside from the 80s butt rock, because those are all terrible lyrics too, but that was just like fun cruising with the top-down music. Uh, but right. like now, the bands, the, the most, my most current hated band is Five Finger Death Punch. They're, yeah. They're awful. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely terrible. What they sound like, Five Finger Death Punch to me, sounds like this kick-ass metal band went to the gym and found the guy in the corner that fucking, with the tribal tattoo, lifting, that was, that was screaming. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, you're the singer! And that fuck yeah! <laughs> and they went and they got in their big lifted trucks and started a band. Right. That's Five Finger right. Death Punch right. to me. They're a, great, they're a great band. Like, I listened to I, They've tricked me a million times. Where I'm it's like, who Brock. Is this, who is this band? The kick ass! And the singer comes mm-hmm. in. Nah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, and we've discussed this, you and I, as a, you know, as a guitar player, you know, um, you, I, I'm sure you listen to music differently. Mm-hmm. You listen... Kinda right, but you still. I mean, you're also. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're a vocalist. You sing, and you you understand that. But like as a singer, to me, if I have a band that like we t- we talk about this in our show, we talk about how like a group like Collective Soul who would have these crunchy riffs. Yeah, you can't without a week. Yeah, Ugh. you got it. I you have to. You're absolutely right. You have to as a singer match what your band's doing, or at least compliment it. Or you're, I'm out. Yeah, there's there's a few bands like that. Fear Factory singer sucks. Uh, a few other guys like that. A lot of people don't like Megadeth. You don't like Megadeth. I don't like Megadeth. I, mm-hmm. I, I love Dave Mustaine's voice. Uh-huh. I love I love Megadeth. Yeah. Uh, uh, another one. A lot of people can't get on board with is Deftones. Mm-hmm. Um, Chino has a, 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 a 
what's the what's the word for Chino's voice? He has a very wispy, maybe. Mm. It, it, uh, it, 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 the, for me, Deftones works sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. I can't do it all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I think like I I love Lamb of God as much as I do because if if they had a singer and and that's one thing with death metal like if you got a guy most of the guys they don't find actual melodies within what they're doing it's just where you hear Randy and you're like this dude's screaming he's got pitch notes yeah he's, he's got screaming melody he's this got key is, he's got pitch he just happens to sound like Cookie Monster exactly mm-hmm. and it's fascinating because because you know I don't even understand as a person who does. A, a thousand you're a bo- professional singer i don't understand where he finds that range how he does that how he continues to do it's and especially when you hear him talk yeah he's, he's like, just like normal voice me, 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 are you a lamb of god me. fan corgi uh i'm okay that's okay yeah oh, it's okay they're they're so they're my good. new pantera they're the only band i'm like i'm like mm-hmm. all schoolgirl about since, yeah. since pantera yeah right, right. um but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like his voice, because he'll go, and then he goes up into this high, like, and he'll sing, and he can hit. Even when he's screaming, he's he's within melody, and there's he compliments the band, and and he's hitting notes. That's why it works. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who can't can't do that kind of stuff. Like I'm a big Demi Borgir fan, and there's a, I know a lot of people who can't listen to that kind of like delivery, but I still like it because there's storytelling and there's pitch and there's melody within mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right, right. It's. And I understand when people are like, oh, I don't like that screaming stuff. I'm like, I get it. That's that's fine. I don't I don't expect yeah. the normal person mom, to like. Mom, check out this. Dad, come here. Come check out this album. It's check. really good. There's melody in it. I went into a bar last night after our gig in Ogden uh, with my friend Brandy and walked into this bar and I shit you not, Hammer Smashed Face by Cannibal Corpse was playing. What? And I was like, like, this the- is the Forever. <laughs> on the jukebox on or the something? jukebox yeah and then the next song was walk with me in hell by lamb of god i'm like we're never leaving <laughs> what bar was this can we um it was on 25th street it was just called historic i don't know what it's called it, was, it said historic and then beer it was, was, was it the lighthouse no but it was down by that area but it was just some it was like kokomo sh- is it kokomo still no there? it was it was the shittiest bar i've ever been in like p- wood paneling walls and like trailer park methed out motherfuckers working Hmm. juggalo tattoos it was the white trashest place i've ever been but i i felt at home that's i kind of grew up <laughs> oh, i think i know i, I kind of grew is. up in those bars. it's the bar that on uh on when we did 25th street on ghost hopping where the guy was drunk out front and started yelling the n-word at us <laughs> i remember that bar that vividly yeah, yeah he started yelling yelling that at us because uh, why not yeah. during the day yeah, yeah. well you're, yeah. you're it was christmas time <laughs> <laughs> uh Corky, I want to ask you a little bit. Oh, okay. You do you do the Salt Lake Sound Check, yeah. which is a it highlights local bands. Yes. Who's your favorite local band? Don't say Royal Bliss. They're, um, they're great, but they're yeah. like they're on another level. You can't uh, say. That. There's a band called Charlatan out there right now. They yeah. just play, played the Royal just like last Friday. Oh, just, nice. Just, just this weekend. Uh, they're awesome. They have they they are a metal band. They have melodies. They scream. They sing, scream, whatever you know. Lamb of God does. Scream, <laughs> scream. Uh, yeah, so Charlatan. Um, there's another band called Advent Advent Horizon. They're really, I've really seen, talented. I've seen their stuff on. They can play uh, Russia's Twenty One Twelve. What? Backwards and forwards. Holy shit! Yeah, that, that says a lot about them. <laughs> I I, I really suck at keeping up on local bands, which is shitty of me as a local artist. Right. Um, right. I I just know the ones I hear a lot about. Like I I know of Royal Bliss. Yep. Yep. Royal um, Bliss is awesome. I, I I've heard their songs on the radio. Uh, I think my band opened for him a million years ago. There's another band out there that people like called Poonhammer. Poonhammer. Because of, the, I, because of their name and their great uh, show that they put on. So. I heard, I think I heard, I think I was in K-Bear one time doing yeah. something and I heard them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing them. They're great. Poonhammer. Um, <laughs> I know of American Hitmen. Yes. Just because I've seen the name a lot. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. We're lucky though, because we have. This is a great scene, a great local music scene. I think. Yeah. I think we have a lot of great talent, a lot of great bands. You know, some. You know, there's some that aren't that great or good, but you know, most of them are. Right. I have. I have a guest every week, a, a band every week. Right. In the studio, and that's you know how many weeks is in a year? Seriously, I mean, that's a lot of bands. I'm always amazed whenever I listen to the Salt Lake Sound Check, or if I'm in the studio and the bands in there, I'm like, this sounds legit. Yeah. When I back in the day when I was recording, and Mark, you probably relate to this, nothing actually quite sounded professional. Even if you spent a lot of money, mm-hmm. 
and got all that shit, mm-hmm. a local band still never sounded like right. a real CD. My band included. I mean, it sounded, the, the guy that produced it, Toby's great and everything, but it still sounded, and it's probably us, it's probably the musicians. But now I'll hear these bands, and I'm like, this sounds like, Something off of Epic, yeah. Columbia Records. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, the mixing software is so much. I mean, yeah, that's I, what I, it is. I mean, you, you've seen what I can do sitting in my living room with two dudes editing video, it just by myself. And then, and I mean, you can do the same thing with audio. I think that's the thing is there's so much more stuff you can do by yourself now. It's not just like one dude's ear, you mm-hmm. know. That you're especially when you're when you're a starting out band. If I was in a band today, that would be. I mean, it'd be amazing because we could just you you'd be able to take care of everything yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, you and I can make our own comedy CDs and and do that easily. Back in the day, we would have needed like a, a team to come in and record, and it's like, yeah, it's so much easier now. Yeah, it's. Uh, speaking of bands that are local bands that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. Royal Bliss, mm-hmm. not necessarily my style of music, right? right. Um, but I know good from bad, and they're great. Yeah, tremendous band. Yeah. How are they not? Like what is what's what's the deal? I can't figure I don't it out. Know. They should Why can't be they break through in right the- because they're better than who's some of the bands like Three Days Grace, right. Finger Eleven bands in that same kind of wheelhouse. Royal Bliss is so much better than that song Angels and what's it called? Angels and something? Devils. Angels and Devils. That is the most melodic, catchiest ass yeah. number one single I've ever heard in my life. And then it's like Royal Bliss playing at the bar downtown yep. at the Poplar, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on Royal Bliss. No. It's just like, why can't they break through? Let me like- ask you a question. Yes, me and you sat on stage last night and did a two-hour show that not a single other person in this world can do. I can say that with confidence. That's not me Absolutely. being cocky. No one can do the show we do. Now, I'm not saying we're the funniest. I'm not saying we're the best or most talented people out there. But the show we do kills. It It, it does the job. It's capable. Or people ask it to do. People leave and go, holy shit, I want to come back and see that again. It's the same reason, man. There's, there's, there's the same reason why. And then, and then you, we, me and you go, okay, why well, can't uh, this show? And for those of you listening, those fans out there that listen, I hope you guys understand that we have never performed this show aside from one time on a corporate gig because a dude in Utah saw us at the show. We don't take this show on the road. We don't even know how to market this show. This is a show that we do in Utah because the great people at Wise Guys have enabled us to... Uh, to perform and have uh, the ability to try new things. And it's been really good. But you guys are the only ones who get to see this because the comedy clubs out there, they want to book YouTube celebrities. They right. want to book people who are famous because they have 50,000 Twitter followers. They want to book people who have, uh, you know, a million hits on a, on a silly Vine video. That's right. who is in comedy today. And it's the same reason that Royal Bliss is still here because nobody wants a great band who can kick ass. They want the newest thing in the like this yeah. Sia person whoever this is that wears a wig over her face and looks like an idiot I don't even I've never even heard a song of hers to me that it's just oh we had Lady Gaga we had this we had this now we gotta put a woman with a mm-hmm. fucking lampshade over her face and that's the new thing and, it, and until a band like Royal Bliss is willing to dress up like fucking chipmunks or play you know guitars made out of wood that they crafted themselves on a TLC show it doesn't matter because what we're trying to do today is market products not market quality people it's not like you said when, when we were talking about this before it used to be comics bands you got on stage you did a show for three years you played a record for years until you were good and then somebody signed you you didn't record one song because you're some hot chick with your tits hanging out singing an acoustic version of a 20 year old song that gets four million hits and everybody goes oh well now we get let's give her a record contract mm-hmm. why because your tits hung out when you sang a song i'm not saying you're not talented but that <laughs> is why you're getting a job and that is what it just pisses me off because when you work hard and you try to do stuff i know neil he's a great dude i know that band they're great they deserve to be somewhere else but they can't be just the same reason you and i are booked here because we're not 25 year old new things that are hip online and that's what our world is it's not about it's uh, probably it's probably a valid point if royal bliss was 25 and all looked like channing tatum it might be a different story. well maybe they, they don't want to be like that right now. Maybe, yeah maybe they don't they don't want to be the, Ab- next, the next new thing or the you know the, it's going to go exactly gonna come and go really quick i'd rather be been around for how long but 15? they should they should still have a major label deal with songs on national so what radio. they did was made their own labor uh, record label right 
Well, they were signed to, who was it? Capital something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but now they have their own, and they're right. signing bands to their own record label, and right. they're branching out that way. Right. Um, they're all they're all driven dudes. They're all successful. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, yeah. For the, for the record, anybody listening, this is not a slam on Royal Bliss. This is me saying Royal Bliss Oh, no, not at all. Right. On they the should next be the, level. They should be every, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't know, it's, it's a hard world to be in because you go, okay, do I want to be, you know, you go... Everybody wants to be, I don't know, let's pick somebody out of the hat, like Taylor Lautner, right? That dude came out, he was in movies for like four years, made millions of dollars, and they threw all this stuff at him, and they realized he wasn't an actor, and now nobody remembers who he is. He's gone. He's gone. He was in Twilight, you're gone. That's it. You yeah. can't even come back and make a movie now because we think you're, we, we, we're done with you. Or you can be like some character actor, like Richard Jenkins, who's been in 125 movies, <laughs> and he's never starred in one. Right. Yeah. Dave, right. Dave Keckner. Dave Keckner, right? And you go, Who? Yeah. Dave Keckner's been in everything. Every movie ever made. <laughs> Every <nobody>. movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, but he's never starred in one. He's never been a day of the Dave Keckner show, right? And yep. and and that's that's what happens. People you you have to figure out what you want to be and you have to I don't know. It's not like it wouldn't happen. Everybody bags on Dane Cook for like taking all the advantages that he did and doing all his movies. But when you're that dude and somebody comes along and goes, hey, you're hot mm-hmm. right now. You want to want to sign you to a three-picture deal? Sure I do. That sounds awesome. It's not his fault that the movies that they threw at him, he ended up doing, weren't great or that he wasn't ready for that or that you're not ready or the band's not ready or whatever. You, It's just, it's a tough thing. You have to know what you're ready for and, yeah. and you don't want to peak too early, but also you don't want to be the guy that's 12 years into the game going, I should have. Yeah. So I don't know. It's that, tough. That leads me into another another kind of question. Um, what's the difference between? Um, and I try I try to consciously keep myself in mind of this. Of was music better when we were younger, or is it better because we were younger? Like, is music worse now? Yep. And what parts of it? I think for the most part, yes. But I also think there's a lot of great music out there now. Mainstream music has always been shit. It's always been just the prettiest and the neatest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of great music out there now, but like what's popular, I think has gotten worse. I think it was more fun when we were younger. I think I think we had more fun with the music because it's new to us. It was new, and well, now, because now, we were younger. But then we can build off those those songs that we loved, right? And compare them to now, you know. And I don't know. I'm kind of out of the loop with like with like contemporary pop music. I mean, I know the big hits all about that bass. The ones you can't avoid, right. those mm-hmm. are the ones I know. Uptown uh-huh. Funk. Oh, yeah. Well, I hear that song again. See, and there's a perfect example. That song's catchy as shit. Uh-huh. And you go, oh my God, I love. have you heard that new Bruno Mars song? And then five <laughs> days later, you're like, if I hear that goddamn Bruno <laughs> yes, Mars yeah. song one more fucking time, I'm going to kill Bruno Mars himself. Too much, too much. I loved that song. The American Mouth like, this is the funkiest shit ever, and it probably still is. It's just, it got beat to death. Right. Um, but like, there's a lot of good. I tell people this all the time because I am a country music fan. I know neither of you probably are. <laughs> I'm a country music fan, but what they've been playing on the radio for the past five years is not country music. Mm-hmm. Florida Georgia Line is not country it's music. Pop. Luke Bryan is not country music. Yep. It's bro country. Um, mm. But there is still good country music out there. You just have to search for it. John Moreland, he's like a folk country dude. He's amazing. There's just there's good music in every genre. They just typically don't play it on the radio. I wish, and I'll say this public, I wish the Dixie Chicks still existed. I love every Fucking one love of them. their albums. Love I loved her voice. They were talented musicians. And you know what? They were right. And that's what sucks about that. They said something, and then four years later, everybody went, you know what? We're all going to bash on Bush now. But they And they were never redeemed for that. Like... I think it's it's ridiculous that somebody's career was 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 ruined. It's not like she came well, out. Natalie Maines, the singer, she she made a like a statement in an interview. She says, "I don't want to come back to the country music world. It's just a bunch of right wing idiots." Good. I can't. Well, she can't speak her mind. She says because her her beliefs aren't specifically in line with their target demographic. Yeah. That she got she got hung. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to go back. There. I don't want anything to do with the country. Yeah, she was th- that though. That group was fantastic. Oh, fantastic. I'm not ready to make nice. Was one of the most amazing, like fucking, like real songs that ever. Oh my gosh, every but you know all their albums, they were good. They were catchy. I that's that. They had I, a I, shitty name. Yeah, Foo Fighters does too. Whatever. Uh, hey, well, there's a there's a thing. <laughs> Great bands with shitty names. I mean, there's plenty of them. Oh, Hootie, and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> what a stupid name. That guy for I don't. Did he ever think that he was not going to be called Hootie forever? Yeah, they were at college probably. Just like, hey, Hootie. You know, it'd be funny. Let's go uh, with the Hootie and the Blowfish. They did one gig and got a record contract. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. There's Stuck. so many stupid names. I mean, to oh, be yeah. fair, every name. I mean. 
I, 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 my favorite bands ever, Soundgarden. Is does the sound grow from a garden? Is that where it comes? You know, you know what? a like, lot of people don't catch this. The worst band name in the world is the Beatles, because people don't realize the insect beetle is B E E T L E. Right. The Beatles is B E A T, like a beat. A beat. The Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah, they're like they're like that thing you do. They're the they're the Oniders. Oniders. The, the, the no, we're the Wonders. The Oniders. It's it's dumb. It's all of those. All of those. I I loved that whole. The Drifters. The Coasters. Yeah. The Smoothers. The Smathers. Dude, I, I met the Coasters. I should you know. I was it. There's. <laughs> Did you set a drink on one of them? <laughs> I should have. They they were. There's this gas station in in. Helper, where I grew up, and it's it's on a it's on a Highway Six. Like it's the only place people stop in Helper to get gas. And there's like a little, not a restaurant, but some tables in the corner of the gas station where you can eat your shitty fried chicken and pizza. Uh, so one day, uh, me and my buddies are back there. I'm probably 15, and there's these like 60 year old black dudes sitting at a table. And I look outside, and there's a van, a, like a, like a Dodge Caravan minivan. With uh, a piece of paper in one of those plastic sleeves taped to the door, and it said, the coasters. And I was like, what? Huh? And, I, and so me and my buddy are sitting there eating, and I thought maybe that's just a fan of the band. I don't know. Because uh, when I was 15, I thought everybody that ever had a major song was bazillionaires. Yeah. Uh, so these old black dudes are sitting there like, hey, man, you ever seen that movie, Andre? And I was like, the one with the seal? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know that song, Yakety Yak, Don't Talk Back? Like, yeah. He's like, that's us. <laughs> I was like, no shit. Wait, so they're like, they're like telling people, son. Yeah, come I didn't, over yeah, to I didn't even ask him. We need to tell Look you who we are. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that they referenced the the movie Andre. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was nowhere else that they could have that their song was in. Yeah, I knew Yakety Yak aside from the movie, but I guess the movie was hot at the time. But, <laughs> like, yeah, that's us. And so I got. Hey, we're in that seal movie. <laughs> I had him sign some napkin or something, gave it to my mom because she was she liked that kind of music. But yeah, I met the coasters and the drift. Oh, there was a bar in Price one time. Uh, what the hell? It was called Big Dogs, but they had like 50s night. And they had the the Drifters and the Box Tops. Oh. We're the Box Tops. Can you imagine being <laughs> in the 50s? Hey, everybody, we're the Box Tops. We're the Box Tops. And they uh, they had like, I think the owner of the bar told me one original member between both bands, and it was one of the other guy's son or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one. Uh, who'd they book? Uh John Lee Hooker. He's like, he, the, I'm here, yeah. Well, I, I worked at the bar. I was a DJ, and the owner comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, uh, Johnny Lee Hooker, just his agent contacted us and wants to, he wants to book him here. I'm like, he's dead. He's been dead for a long time. You might want to look into that. Wow. It was, and was, dude's, some dude's going by John Lee Hooker. It's his son. Oh. Going around uh, making money. So I, I don't know. I guess Beats working a day job, but you might want to put out a disclaimer that you're not. You're not, not the, the man. Hi, I'm Steve Rayvon. <laughs> I'm Steve Rayvon. <laughs> Dave Roth. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of people. Dweezil Zappa does it, but he's very successful with it. He what? goes out and does Zappa plays Zappa. Yeah. Well, but that yeah. Zappa plays Zappa. That's not. Yeah, he's not going Frank out Zappa. As, he's not going out as Frank fin, Franklin Zappa. What do you think Zappa would have done if he would have stuck around? You think he would have like continued to make music and changed to stuff? What you think? I mean, because he was such a weird dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird very music. progressive, very mm-hmm. liberal. Z- yeah, Zappa was one of those dudes that was like, it, it, I mean, you kind of think to yourself, like, what would have Lennon done? Yeah. You know, what what statements would have Lennon made, or would he just become milk toast? Like, you know, like, but probably not. I mean, but you you think about those two kind of creative people, and you go, that what would that have opened up to, or what would right. that have taken the place? I think of? Zappa would have been hard on fighting downloading music i think he would have been pro lars i don't know maybe he would have been the opposite maybe he would have been hey man good dig my music man hey. it's free i don't care fuck capitalism i don't know i'm not sure what his it would have been, been yeah guys like the, the, those guys the guys that really i were always kind of a step ahead it would have been interesting to yeah. see yeah yeah i never got into zappa i got some friends that are really into zappa but it's i, I yeah i i'm i admire him for what he did but yeah i have I, I wouldn't i don't know anything about his music i know he's a brilliant guitar player um but i couldn't tell you one song aside that's not valley girl um, that's, that's the only one I know. I know he had a big nose and a mustache, looked yeah. like Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. Gonzo. Yeah, that's my knowledge of, of Frank Zappa. Do you guys think? Do you think that hip hop is going to be? This is another another question from Facebook. Uh, hip hop is going to be in the same echelon as classic rock down the road because, like right now, look what's happening with Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. That's nostalgia. The movie's coming out. Everybody's on board. I will I will be the hipster and say I was fucking on board in eighty eight. In eighty eight. Uh, yeah, that yes. was I um uh, but will 
I mean, it'll obviously we're not going to hear Two Life Crew and and Public Enemy on radio stations. No, but, but do you think it's going to be go down as the classic bands like absolutely like Zeppelin? Absolutely, and not anymore. I mean, the same reason that no, I don't think a single rock band from today that comes out now will ever go into that echelon. But I, I, goddamn right that straight out of Compton, mm-hmm. uh, the Tupac's first fu- a few albums. I mean, I can go through like like hip hop albums in my head. I can, I, I loved hip hop. I can go through so many of those artists deserve to be in in the same category as the greats of of right. I mean, Biggie. Uh, Biggie's so smooth. Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet, um, Tupacalypse Now. Uh, I mean, you just go back, man. I mean, so many of those albums change. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Oh yeah. Um, Two thousand one. Doggy Style. I mean, uh, I mean, anybody, all all of those. Has anybody listened to the new Dre? I haven't. I, I did. I went through it on iTunes. Nothing but amazing things. Yeah. It's really well. It's it's not Dre. It's Dre produced sixteen tracks, oh. and he's on two of them. And then, like, Eminem does one, and Kendrick Lamar does, like, four or five. But it's his production. and there's That's a couple, what I loved about his music yeah, was his production. He's he an unbelievable clean, producer. Beats. Yeah. Unbelievable producer. So, I mean, it's really good. I just... I, huh. I'll just check it out. It's just... Here's the thing. And, and, and I think it goes back to why music was better when we were kids. It ties in all together. While things are still bad today, right? Shit sucks. It's hard. There's still injustices. Police are still the same things that went on in Compton in '92 are still going on. But it's really hard to bitch and complain when you still have an iPhone and an Xbox. Like even right. like everybody has technology. We're all on the same page now. Like even if you're in the in the fucking hardest neighborhood, you're in the equivalent of what Dre and Ice Cube grew up in in South. You still have a fucking Twitter. Right, you're still. Connected. Everybody has you're a not voice. Isolated. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get online and be like, "I don't like this injustice." Right, Ugh. and it, and it's so it's it's really and everybody bitches. Everybody bitches now. It's not like in the in the eighties and nineties. You know, it was all that. Hey, white people are all this, and we're all and and we got to say. But now it's like we we all bitch. Everybody everybody has problems. White white people have white people problems. There's real problems in the world. There's other problems. Everybody has them, and so like when you listen to rap. Like, I heard the latest beef between Drake and Meek Mill is that he said, you didn't write your rhymes. And Drake was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, nuh-uh. And then he goes, like, uh-huh. And he's like, nuh-uh. Here's this guy. Here's a rhyme you stole. Oh, God. That's what rap beef is today. Do it Do it like we did in the 90s and shoot each Fight. other. Yeah. Do something. Don't, don't <laughs> get up in the club and Drake threw a $5,000 bottle of champagne. All the beef today is organic. It sucks. <laughs> I hate rappers today. They're, Drake's beard looks like it's kidding. It doesn't look tough. Rappers aren't tough. That's the problem. That's the problem is we have to, we have to pull out a movie about how rappers used to be tough. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think hip hop hip hop is going to go down as but the only thing is we're not going to hear it as much because you're not going to hear f- fuck the police on mainstream radio and, like you hear Zeppelin. Yeah, but and that that's true there there's not an outlet for it and that's the worst thing is that hip hop is represented today it's so awful everything's girl we're up mm. in the club where your ass at mm-hmm. and it's like oh my god <laughs> is that really the only message that you have? I mean really go back and listen to what Tupac was saying when he said I get around it wasn't. Right. It wasn't that he just was effing bitches all the time. It yeah. was that there was, I mean, there was swagger to it. They're like, ah, whatever. They it, took every, their time. They had. They had. You know. It was. They meant it. They meant they it. Meant yeah. it. it I, they I, lived it. I, they. They died for it. Mm-hmm. It was stupid, but they died for it. I don't know a whole lot about hip hop uh, currently because I don't. I don't pay attention. I'm 37. Nah, if I pay attention to hip hop, fucking, I'm an idiot. But uh, at the gym, I'll be on the treadmill or the elliptical machine, and in the mornings they play. VH, MTV, hip hop, whatever. Right. Every video is the same fucking thing. Right. Some rapper, expensive ass car. Yep. Booty hose. Yeah. And it's like, God, do something different. Somebody say something. Right. Say. I mean, and I'm sure those guys are out there, but it sucks that they're not the ones that are on top. Like every every genre of music, I never trust what's being played on the radio or being played on TV. And it doesn't all need to be political. It doesn't all need to be like rage against the machine, angry. It doesn't all need to be. But 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 make a statement. Say something about what's going on in this world that 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 is important. That's not right. just that's not just perpetuating 
stereotypes or you know negatively reinforcing uh, what people assume the hip hop community to be. I mean, right. I, you know, it, it, and don't get up your ass about it. That's another thing. Don't be like, oh well, it's it's got to be so poetic and no, just just like it, it was it was fine. Why did you need to complicate? Right. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't follow hip hop close enough because I'm. I'm oh, today. Well, yeah. I got yep. to an age when I when you get to an age where you have to say where like I don't feel comfortable saying Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne. I have Wayne. to say Lil Wayne. You don't. And like, if I say Lil Wayne, you don't call him Wheezy. No, but if I say Lil Wayne, then I'm automatically not cool enough to listen to your music. I right. can't say Little Wayne and be cool. So <laughs> I'm just moving on. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, even my choices in music, because by the time when I was a kid, most 37 year olds had stopped listening to music. Period. Uh, I find myself geeking out over the new Lamb of God album, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm almost 40. Uh, Going to Slipknot concert in a couple weeks. Yeah, right. we're gonna be there. Yes, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna, I'm, dude. I'm so, I'm so excited to see Lamb of God and Slipknot back to back. I'm, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. You need to see what they do. But though. I want to see them live. A bunch of. Oh, here's the thing. Even if you don't like Slipknot, there's nine dudes on a stage in jumpsuits and masks, <laughs> right. fighting each other, hitting, <laughs> hitting beer kegs with baseball bats. And, it's a scene and fighting. Yeah. How could that not be entertaining? Yeah, I was. I watched a thing, a clip. Uh, Sean Crahan, clown, mm-hmm. uh, walked him through the backstage, all the fire, the pyro, everything they have for this set, and the the rising risers, the the drum risers. You know that mm-hmm. they've got four of them. I mean, it's. I, I'm with you. Like, there's not a need for the many people to be in a band. I think still, like, you can always tell when they ham fist like the DJ thing in. You'll hear the free, 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 and you're like, all right, he got to do that. Now we'll play guitar. But when you see him live, you're right. Nine dudes on stage is a spectacle. It's like it's like Cirque du Soleil meets like some fucked up horror movie. Yep. Have you ever seen him live, Corgi? Slipknot. Yeah. No. So good. No. I played, I, I've never seen them live, but my band years ago played this club called Deviate downtown. Yeah. Tiny little, uh-huh. little, little yeah. stage. And I remember, I remember on that stage playing and I remember like five years ago, Slipknot played on this stage. Yeah. How the hell? Right. How did they fit everybody on Yes. There? How did they get everybody on here? Slipknot came back and played in the venue before, like, do you remember that? Like Club Sound, the one behind it? They, right, right. I think it was like the the Iowa or the sub, the Volume Three, or some like limo tour or something like Ish. that. Two thousand three. They played that room, and I was like, I wanted to go, but I also wanted to live. Yeah, so right. I was like, I'm good. I'm at that age where concerts like that I'll go to if they're at the right place. Yeah, I went to a bunch of Slayer concerts. I was like, never again. And then they came to the Maverick Center, which is a giant arena. I was like, okay, I'll go see Slayer there. <laughs> I know. You, I was planning to go to a Slipknot, and we're like, oh, this is going to be great. We'll take a blanket. We'll have food. It'll be nice. Yeah. We can have a beverage. Oh, this is going to be great. We'll be able to sit on the grass and enjoy the yeah. show. You're going to fight for your life. Yeah, I'm not anywhere near that <laughs> yeah. pit. I don't want to. I am so Slipknot over it. Slipknot and at Salt Air, I probably wouldn't go. No, not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, unless I was like, hey, can you know, call Salt Air? Like, is there like a place where we can sit? Is there an like, old people section? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have somewhere where we can reserve? Like, can I just bring a folding chair? And put I've it seen some? some of the best concerts in my life at Salt Air. Yeah. I saw Pantera there t- twice in a year when I was 18. Wow. On their, on their Trend Kill tour. Mm-hmm. Front row, dime bag, spitting beer on me. I'm just like showering and it just, oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, Saltaire is amazing. Those of you that, uh, if you're listening outside of outside of Utah, it's this cool old Russian-looking building out on the Great Salt Lake. Yeah, great for metal concerts. And if you're 18, not so great if you're 37, uh, and want to live mm-hmm. and have your hips intact when you're done. I can't. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's. You I'm know, a- I don't feel like I'm old until I'm around people that are younger than me, and I'm just like, ugh. Gross. Yeah, like sweating I on each other. I don't. Yeah, and I just like, oh, how do you, do you guys look? At, look at your shit. You wore flip flops to this. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna lose a toenail. This I wore is sandals to a Megadeth Misfits concert at Salt Air. My friend Jimmy makes fun of me all the time. I had an ingrown toenail, and I wore sandals, probably with socks too. I don't remember, but it was the '90s. And uh, went to the Salt Air, and I got my foot stomped on. It bled like oh, a fucking man. bloody ass foot. Uh, I'm an idiot, but salt air was, yeah, it's great if you're young, mm-hmm, but you get to mm-hmm. an age where like, I don't want to have gross strangers sweat yep. on me. I remember being there one time and it was so packed in the, in the pit before the band started, I lifted my feet off the ground and didn't fall. Like I, I was, you just, you're just held up because everybody's packed in so tight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember thinking this is, this is nuts. So yeah, I won't go to those anymore unless I have some kind of VIP, which, mm-hmm. or which in our line of work yeah. happens. Sometimes. I had my worst concert experience at Saltaire. 
Which was? Um, it wasn't worse because of any other reason other than my own fault. I, like I mentioned, I worked at Musicland in the 90s. And there was this guy that worked there. His name was, uh, I'll, I'll say his name, Brandon Nordgren. I love you, Brandon. Uh, he's not listening. Uh, but he, <laughs> he, he was like this, this hippie dude, right? Like really into Grateful Dead, had long like blonde dreads, like white dude with dreads, right? right. Super long, loved the dead, drove a VW van. So we were going to go see Corn and the Deftones out at Salt Air. I remember that tour. So he took me, we went to his house after we got off work and, and he, I had smoked weed in the sense that I, you know, little joints, little sad joints in high school. I'm like 18 when this happened. He takes me to his house. He's got like this four foot zigzag bong, right? And we just start smoking. And then we drive out and he's like, let's take this bong for the road. So I'm in the back of his van doing bong hits on the way to this thing. Oh, jeez. Now, I had never been this stoned before. Um, this was my first time. And I got, I w- I got bl- the blinks where you're like, you blink and then you open it and you're at the venue and then you blink and then you open them and you're inside the venue and then you blink and then you're upstairs. And I just remember every, like thinking everybody knew I was stoned. I remember that very vividly, just looking around like everybody's going, that's the guy. And <laughs> then when I walked in, the Deftones were on and Chino was screaming and it was just blurry screams coming at me. I couldn't see. I was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I literally went upstairs and like, like curled up because I couldn't deal with all the people and the noise and everything. It was awful. And then I smoke weed all the time. Yeah, now you're now you're like champ. I'm really good at you're it. You're a professional. Now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pro now. But back then in my rookie days, uh, it was I I got in over my head. You, I'm going to tell you this. This is going to be good news for you because uh, you've been trying this for a long time. I'm not going to say it's going to happen anytime soon. But I'm 37 now and I'm coming around to the idea of smoking some weed eventually. Wow. I, I know a guy. I, <laughs> uh, I'm not. Here's 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 where I, here's why I don't. Uh, I don't handle moderation well. I if I like something, yeah. I need all of it. Mm-hmm. Even even dumb shit. I I was I found this out with cigarettes. I quit smoking, but I sent cigarettes. But like if I have ten pounds of spaghetti in front of me and it's really good spaghetti, I'll fucking eat all of it until I'm miserable and I'm shitting my eyes out. I don't handle moderation well, so I'm afraid that if I start smoking weed. I'm going to become that guy mm-hmm. and I can't become that guy. Like I, I, you know, <laughs> man, look, I am like never not stoned. I know. Right. And, but the thing is, is it's not like I'm like sitting at home, just holding my bong, constantly loading it. Like, I think that, I don't know, we can get into this another time, but I feel like it's one of those things where you find, you just find your, your vibe. Whatever your vibe is, my right? vibe is do so much of it. I'm but you couldn't. Retarded. You couldn't. I'm telling you, it's not like coke. As a person who went through that, like we've just changed topics on this. But like coke, like you get done with coke and it's five in the morning and you're calling the guy. Like I'll drive twelve miles to come. I can ride my bike if I need to. Can I come get some? Here, I have a PlayStation if you want it. You know, like that's coke. Weed, you just like, oh man, we we'll smoke a bowl. And we just kind of listen and watch something. Then you move on. Like, I really, I want you to, I want to do, just let me be the first one. Let me be there. <laughs> let me just be there. Put on some music. It'll be nice. I, I might, nice I might, romantic uh, my, 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 I've told him this. My goal is to smoke weed. If Chong, if Tommy Chong walked in the door right now and said, let's go, uh-huh. I would go. Yeah. That's my dream. My first time is to smoke weed with somebody like Chong or maybe be real. You know, a, a, a very famous stoner. <laughs> Snoop. Hill, yeah. Snoop. Yeah, somebody like that. I would Willie Nelson, I would smoke weed with him in a second. But that's that's becoming less and less. Well, David knows right. Snoop, and I think we could probably get we could maybe maybe Chong will come back around to wise guys at some point. Chong's uh, got cancer. Oh, well. Unfortunately. Hopefully it's hopefully it's nothing major, but he's he's come old. back, Chong. We need you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so or Cheech doesn't smoke anymore. Do you smoke weed or have you ever? I have, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's and not I will but, here and there, right? But, but nothing like where I have to go get it, and it's not. Daily. I, I don't need it. Yeah, I just right. I do it for fun. Okay. See, that's where I would like to be, but I, I have a know. hard time managing that. I I really think that you'd probably find it to be a much different experience than you're putting it in your head to be. Right. Right. And another thing is, like, can I afford it? Is it financially wise that I want to start buying weed every week? Uh, you just budget it. Put it in your budget. Yeah. It's just part of your yeah, monthly I, expenses. <laughs> I'll cancel. I'll cancel my Sirius XM bill and start. Honestly, I, 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 I really think it's. Uh, and then, but then far less. But then, practically, like on a, on a practical level, I think to myself, 
I'm 37. Do I want to start now? Yes. That's the time to start because you're not stupid anymore and you're at a point where you can now expand your mind and stupid. take things in. <laughs> I, I know. Exactly. It helps. <laughs> I'm telling you, it mellowed me out. I, I, when I first met you, when we were, when I first met, like, coming off last comment, I wasn't as anywhere near into... You didn't smoke at all. No, no. I... I I was with a girl at the time who had a kid, and so we didn't, like, smoke in the house. We didn't do anything like that. And then, like, when that all ended, I started getting back in. It's because I couldn't turn my brain off. I couldn't sleep at night. And I don't Mm -hmm. like pills. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do anything like that. And so I started smoking. And then I I just, like, it mellowed me out. It took away any sense of ego that I had. It took away my temper. It it made me open my eyes up to a lot of other things. I think it's actually made me a much much better, much... uh, much more mature person than um, I would have been if I would have just maintained being a, a kind of a douchebag. You make you make a strong argument. I'm not there I'm not go. against it. Uh, we're out of time. That is Dirt Pod episode eight of the Dirt Pod podcast. I want to thank Corky Salt Lake Soundcheck. When is that? Eight o'clock to nine o'clock on Sundays. Eight o'clock to nine o'clock on Sundays K-Bear on K Bear One Hundred One. Yep. Check out the best local bands. Like I said, every time I listen to them, I'm always impressed at how a, good they are. It's a great local scene, man. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, Marcus. Thanks yeah, again yeah, for coming yeah, in. Yeah. You're, even though you're a permanent fixture, I don't have to thank you anymore. <laughs> Smoke uh, weed every day. But thanks for having me, guys. That was awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you.